Yeah, so I think um, just kind of what I'd like to hit upon today for the meditation, it's the aspect of surrender. And from my time in the monastery and also talking to other people who are meditating around here, I kind of have the feeling that one of the most overlooked aspects to the practice and the process of meditation is the part about letting go. And it's very kind of paradoxical because we think all day long we're doing nothing already. So if I sit to meditate and I do nothing, I would still get the same results. And there's sort of truth to that. Um, but if you look much closer, we're actually not doing nothing all day. Our mind is running all day. There is stimulation coming in. I had an experience a couple days ago. I went for my first time in one of those float tanks. So it was like the sensory deprivation tanks. So cool. And you know, it, it was in Somerville, Float Boston, I think yeah. is the name. And so I went into this room, and in the middle of the room was like this, I, I felt it was like a Russian, like, decompression chamber. Like, it looked like this old, like, Cold War era, you know, it was kind of had, like, bolts, like, rivets along it, and it was kind of this box in the middle. Um, yeah, it just looked very, like, strong and, and kind of, like, durable and not nicely looking, at, you know, but just very functional in its ability to contain something. And, um, yeah, and I went in to this chamber and it's, um, you know, it's filled with water and the water, it's maybe just two feet of water or something. Um, but it's so highly salinated that you float, but you float to an amazing degree that I've never experienced that, you know, it's as if you're on like a mattress, like you almost can't move in it because you're just floating. And you close the door and then it's also pitch black. So then you're floating there. And right away, what I noticed is that kind of velvety blackness that I'm used to experiencing in meditation when the mind kind of withdraws from you know, the sight and kind of starts working on the inside. But to be feeling that and experiencing that with the eyes open, um, it, was, it was really interesting. And I at first was like, wow, this is cool. And I feel like, you know, it's almost like a, a, a step deeper into meditation without even having to do anything. You just jump in this tank and suddenly you're almost like halfway there. And then after about 15 minutes, I felt, wow, this is actually really boring because it's like the meditation, but without the peace that comes along with it on some level. And then I actually started floating kind of, I'd, I'd push off with my finger and I'd kind of slowly float and I'd hit one side of the tank and I'd push off and I'd kind of slowly float and I, hit the, and I felt like I was kind of like in a spaceship, you know, like you'd, a little bit of momentum just kind of pushes you like really far across. Um, so I just started playing around and then I um, started thinking and you know, different things would come up. And, but what started to happen was that I kind of realized without sight how quickly and easily the mind just readapted to just the perception of 
the space or the perception of the body or just the perception of presence without needing the senses to be kind of working. And I was noticing that, you know, a thought would come and it would kind of just disperse all by itself. And these really interesting kind of plays of perception started to happen. And I really enjoyed the whole process that even by the end I started to have some feelings coming up that were like painful memories and things like this that it really was this feeling of because I was in such a safe place and I was alone I knew I had this time and the space to myself it was almost like that safety allowed kind of some deeper things to come up and it allowed me to kind of feel them and process them and, and work with them and um, and yeah that that safe space to allow myself just to kind of feel and to be and um, without stimulation. And when it was time to get out of the tank, they slowly play some music, so you know it's kind of time to get out. And I felt my very first response was, I don't want to have to see things again because of the burden of having to see. And it sounds weird to say it like that, but I kind of realized I was totally, I felt completely whole in that tank without seeing. And that it's almost like when I see, it's like I have to see something, I have to process it, kind of think about it, uh, see people, talk to people, like the whole external world side of things. It's actually exhausting and burdensome yeah it's like tiresome and heavy and stimulation we're just so overstimulated it's just exhausting and and it was really interesting to make that experience of sight being a burden and how really all of our senses in a way are burdensome the body why does it feel so good to lay down in bed at night you know the body is weight and it's heavy and there's gravity pulling you down and you know if you let go you just fall to the floor so to do anything in this world you have to put in effort you have to it's strain a little bit you have to do and and all of our senses are stimulation and they all um, are something kind of outside of this place of peace and stillness so in a strange way, all of our senses are burdens. And any movement of the mind, any experience of the mind through the senses is, a, is burdensome. It's exhausting. It's stimulation. And peace, it's really from that place when we can kind of fall inside or in between all of that and kind of really just rest and not need to be looking and feeling and seeing and processing and thinking and creating kind of like a whole external ecosystem around us, but to really, to be able just to let it all drop and to kind of be in that place in the middle of it. And I read a few days ago um, the story from Rumi, and it's the story, um, something like called the story of the parrot. And it's about this merchant, and he keeps this beautiful parrot in his home, and it sings, and he delights in its colors. And one day he says to the parrot, you know, I'm going to be returning to actually your homeland, the place that I bought you, and I might be seeing your family there. So if there's anything you want me to tell your family, 
you know, your friends let me know. And the parrot said, please tell them that I, I miss singing with them in the sunshine. I miss flying freely through the trees and the dew on the leaves in the morning and how the sun rises and the fresh fruits that we would eat and how I, I don't get to experience any of that here in this cage in your home. And the merchant said, okay, I will tell them that message. And he, he went and he you know, went many days journey to this jungle and he saw the parrots in the community and one of the parrots came to him and he spoke to it and he said, I have a message to give you from, from your friend. And he, and he said, you know, how this parrot misses his time and this freedom and all that's happening. And the parrot sat there listening to the story and when the man finished, the parrot kind of stiffened up and its eyes rolled back and it fell dead out of the tree. And the man, you know, thought, oh my gosh. And he returned home and he saw again the parrot in the cage and the parrot said, so what, you know, what happens? And he said, well, I relayed your message to your, one of your folk and it must have been so shocking for him that he seized up and he died of a heart attack. And the parrot listened intently, and he looked at the man, and then suddenly he himself shuddered and fell over dead in the cage. And the merchant felt terrible, and he was searching for words and kind of just was mumbling his regrets for what he's done and wishing that things had been different or that this parrot had ended up in a different state. And he took the parrot, and he kind of tossed it out the window and as he tossed this dead body suddenly the eyes opened and the wings spread and the parrot flew and it landed in the tree and the merchant said how what just how did that happen and the parrot looked back and he said my 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 friend didn't have a heart attack he was showing me the way out of the cage i was being kept in this cage for my sweet voice and yet when I would be dead and my sweet voice would no longer serve you, I would be freed. And then the parrot now was free and it flew away. And what I really love about that story, besides kind of like the misdirection at the end, is this understanding that we cling so tightly onto our sense of ego of sense of accomplishing, of doing, of um, putting in work and, you know, our mind, this thing that we've put all this work into and our achievements of, of being so smart and understanding and um, our character that we've constructed and crafted over all these years. And yet that character and that construction is never really that fully happy. Anybody's is not that fully happy. And the way to get the full happiness is actually to lay that thing down. But that's the very thing that we hold on to for our worth and our value, and yet that keeps us inside of a cage. And only when we can really surrender that ego, the, almost the ego death of really saying, this isn't me, and this isn't the way forward, and this is just me running in circles, and to really just surrender everything is really that way to actually be cast out into freedom. And what I love about meditation is the experience of that. It's really so many times I've made that deep experience of when I let go, even of trying to meditate. And that's always when it gets really good. 
is when I stop trying to have a good experience. I stop trying to have a thoughtless mind. I stop trying to be peaceful. I completely surrender to whatever's going on, not wanting things to get better, not caring how bad they get, just completely surrendering myself to the experience of just being is when the mind all by itself just drops into that beautiful kind of soft, restful place, allowing the mind to rest. And that's kind of what I would like our session today to be working on. It's that when we close the eyes, close the senses, to really just allow things to drop and rest and be, and not want it to be any different, and kind of see where that gets us. That's my impulse for today.